black women. I just wanna let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. I mean, hey, I'm just saying, fine. Girl, get comfortable. We about to do something you never done before. Baby, not the usual. Tonight we getting unpredictable. So try. <coughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? I can never hit that high note in that song. Uh, it's your boy, Gregory K. On the long episode of Get It Together, Man Cave. So how is everybody doing, man? I you can't answer that. Uh, <laughs> first off, this is the first episode of Get It Together's um, segment, Man Cave. And for one, I wanted to thank uh, my beautiful partner, my love, my future wife, my future baby mama, my headache. She got like a lot of names, but my baby Megan for giving me this opportunity to you know branch out and just be more independent with this part um this is something that we're both doing together but she's giving me this segment to kind of get close to the uh the male fans because everybody knows you know women absolutely love love podcasts and i speak from a male perspective i did not like podcasts so i know a lot of men ain't ain't um listening to it and i have a lot of male friends that are listening to it. they said this is the first time they've listened to a podcast so yeah, I want to thank her for, you know, giving me this opportunity and just letting me, you know, do this. Um, I know last night we came from my nephew's game. And I want to just say, because he listens to the podcast. He's a very, very intelligent um, young man. He listens to the podcast. Um, watched his football game. It's his senior year. And I want to say, man, congrats to my nephew, uh, Dalen. I will name drop on him because he has a bright future ahead. And I just see a lot of big things coming for him, you know, and he's uh, accepted, you know, an offer to Air Force, but not just Air Force, Air Force, the Air Force Academy, where he's actually going to be playing Division One football and the position he plays goes in with it. So I'm very happy about about that, you know, very excited. And I just can't wait, you know, to buy, you know, or make a shirt that says my nephew plays for Air Force or something like that. So I'm be happy when uh. This season is over and I get to see him go off to college, you know, because if you know me, you know, my nephew, Dalen, is my shadow. He follows me everywhere I, I go. Like even now from when he was a baby all the way to now, I can never drop him off anywhere. His mom will literally bring him in the house and he just come find me. So that's my shadow, man. People think thought that was my son once we I got a little older. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to him, man. And shout out to their team for winning their second straight game yesterday. Uh, long season ahead, eight more games before playoffs. But, you know, good luck to you guys. Uh, like I said, good luck to, you know, you, Dalen. Also, last week, man, uh, well, not last week. It was a couple weeks ago, but last week it came out. I got interviewed by Voyage Magazine. You know, that's a big-time magazine in uh, select cities, you know, uh, Houston, Dallas, Miami, L.A. I think they have one for New York. They only have a couple, but I know it's for major cities. And when you get basically – you know, an article on you by Voyage, that's actually like a big stepping stone. And actually me and Megan, Megan got one from Voyage Dallas and I got one from Voyage Houston. So, 
you know, first of all, shout out for Voyage for just like <laughs> seeing this talent, this wonderful opportunity they're taking by showing us off on their uh, site. No, I'm just joking. But Voyage, we really appreciate you guys for uh, throwing us out there, putting our talent and our hard work on your page, on your website, on your magazine, so everybody can get accustomed to seeing our faces a lot more. I see dollar signs in the future. And a big part of that is because you guys kind of helped out with that. So thank y'all. I really appreciate it. So this being the first episode, you already know Man Cave. Men talk about men hygiene, men things all in general. But one big thing that we're going to talk about, not a lot, but majority, is sports. And right now, as I talk about sports, I am literally watching Number seven, Auburn going against number four, Georgia. So I want to get on the NBA finals first. LeBron dominating. I'm not even a LeBron fan. I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm a very, uh, very appreciative person to watch him play. But just a dog. He's, he's, he is, he is just, he's, oh my gosh. He's a, he's a bully, you know? When I see him, I see my uh, older cousin. Uh, when I used to go to the park with all my cousins, I have an older cousin. I have two older cousins. Uh, rest in peace to my cousin Chris and uh, his brother uh, Curtis, Curtis Jr. They were bullies at the basketball courts, and it's it it sounds crazy, you know, for people that do know my family. It sounds crazy, but. If you know my family, you grew up, had the opportunity to grow up and see those guys, they were bullies. They bullied everybody that got on the court. They ran probably 10 straight games where they did not lose a game. And when I see that, I see LeBron. So when I see LeBron, I see them. He's manhandling the heat. And then it just doesn't make it any better that Anthony Davis is just backdoor. If LeBron don't score, Anthony don't score. The Lakers just have that much of a good team, so they just know how to put it together. So, uh, shout out to the Heat. Uh, to the Heat, they made it all the way. They doing their thing. Uh, but you know, for man, for people that don't know, Man Cave is only one episode a month. So, about time you hear my voice again, the NBA Finals will will basically already be decided. And right now, it looks in favor of the Lakers, but it's not over. Jimmy Butler and the Heat have pulled it out before. So. <laughs> It's, it might get interesting. Game three, they said, is the game to watch. Game one and two were blowouts, but game three is when you know Jimmy Butler kind of goes in his bag and starts to pull tricks out and starts to kind of get on people's nerves. Yeah, he is a nuisance. So be prepared to see Jimmy Butler flying on LeBron and flying on AD every chance you get. He'll probably be fouled out by the time the game is over, so just be ready for that. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I see a sweep, but... I'm not counting the heat out just yet. I I would like to see a sweep because I just want the basketball season to be over because football season just started. So, yeah, you know, shout out to the Heat, shout out to the Lakers. You know, a few more games left and the NBA Finals will be decided. Uh, And we'll get to that part. We'll, we'll go back to that, something related to LeBron James. We'll run back to that. My messy side is telling me that I need to bring that part up and what we're going to be pushing towards today but we also have a thing on uh man cave where we do greg's nfl quick picks 
So, if you don't know, of course, I'm a football junkie. So, the quick picks are basically just going to be us talking about NFL picks. No, if there's basketball near the future, of course, we just talked about picks in basketball. But we're not going to go too far in that. Picks in college, it's, it's too many. So, me being a football junkie, I just decided, keep it simple. Let's just do NFL quick picks. It, it's perfect because NFL season is here. So, uh, first off, of course, I got to go with you know who. If you know me, you know I am a Texans fan. Die hard. Doesn't matter if win or lose. I'm going to rock with my boys to the end. And I we're 0-3. We're we suck. <laughs> we we are kind of trash though, but I do see us uh, getting a a dub tomorrow, and it's not because the Vikings are a weak team, but it's it's because they're they're actually scary. But you know their their secondary is just too banged up, so I don't see the Vikings taking a dub from us. I see the Texans saying, you know, enough is enough. They do win big in October. I think they're like. Since Deshaun started, they're like six and two in October. And those two games they did lose were like really, really like close losses. So yeah, I see the Texans winning. Uh the Broncos and Jets were already decided. The Broncos won. Uh we got the Jags versus the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow will get his first win. Uh, and these are real quick picks. So unlike the Texans, I'm gonna go in depth with them, but every other game I won't go in depth unless it's like the Seahawks or the Saints which are my other two favorite teams. Cowboys and Browns, as much as I fucking hate the Cowboys, <laughs> I got to go with them to win. Uh, they, they're they going to pull that out. Uh, Saints and Lions, you know, I'm sorry to my friend who's a diehard Lions fan because I know how it feels to be a, a diehard fan to a team that doesn't win, but I, I got the Saints beating y'all, man. Sorry. Uh, he does listen to the podcast, so I do apologize, man. You my dog. Seahawks and Dolphins. I'm a Seahawks fan. I like them. So I got Seahawks. Chargers and Bucks. That might be a good one. No matter who rides Tom Brady's uh, pee hole <laughs> a lot, I'm going to say that might still be a good one. I don't think Tom's just going to blow the Chargers out. So I got the Bucks winning, but if they win, they win real close. Ravens versus <laughs> the Washington football team. <laughs> Look, that's not that's not like fake. Like every time I say it, it just don't. It sounds stupid. It sounds stupid, but they did it for a good cause. But whoever copyrighted all those potential names that they they did, you a real nigga. You 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 a hoe, but you a real nigga because that's funny as hell. That's funny. You you about to get paid, bro. Uh, I see the Ravens, of course, winning. Yeah, they beat us, so I, I see them winning. Uh, Cardinals and Panthers, that might be a good game. D-Hop playing for the Cardinals, you know, uh, I don't know. Kyler Murray doing his thing, but I, I think the Panthers might get that. Might. Because people counting Teddy Bridgewater out, but Teddy Bridgewater is not that bad of a QB. I think they just need to get their the team rhythm together. Giants and Rams. Rams, we're not going to talk about that. Colts and Bears, Colts. I mean, I don't. I, I of course they're in our division, but uh, Colts go in. 
Uh, Bills Raiders. I got uh, I got the Raiders. Patriots and Chiefs. That's postponed right now. Uh, I I of course I'd have to say the Chiefs would win, but I really would love. I as much as I used to be a Patriot hater growing up because I hated Tom Brady. I hated Bill Belichick. I want to see Cam Newton get some type of success. So I, I want the Patriots to win, but the Chiefs might take that. Sunday night, Eagles and 49ers. That's that's well, I want the Eagles to win. I see the Eagles winning. Um Jalen Hurts, his first start. I see him winning. Do your thing, Jalen, man. I'm a Houston product, man. I'm proud of you. And last but not least, Falcons and Packers. We're not gonna waste time. Packers. So those were the NFL quick picks. If you listen to the podcast and, you know, the score is already because we record the podcast on Saturdays. So Sundays, of course, are the game and Mondays. If you listen to the podcast by Tuesday and you have some opinions on why my picks were either wrong or how right they were or whatever you want to say, email us, of course, at getittogether at gmail.com or, you know, just slide in our DMs on IG. So, anyways, you know, speaking of, so you know, just football, all in general. Let's go back to how my Texans are just trash. But they're trash. I can call them g- trash in a way that I know they're absolute garbage. But the one thing about it is, as Texans fans, we never like taking ownership of why our team is so bad. And it's not a good look. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not a good look. We got to stop this whole this reason, that reason, this reason, that reason. The team is bad because of poor management, poor coaching. And, of course, you know, we just – it's like we see guys with talent, but we want those guys to prove that they got talent. So we rather keep the washed up people on the field. And I, I don't like that. You know, you see you got a guy like Jacob Martin. And then you you st- steady just leave Whitney Merciless out there. It, it's stupid. So this guys, I don't really talk smack about football, and I don't talk a lot of smack about my Texans. So this is like my way of venting. So <laughs> y'all gotta bear with me. But uh, they just gotta start taking ownership. The owners, the you know, the owner and GM slash head coach, they gotta take ownership of this. They gotta say this is their fault. You know, it doesn't matter how poor the play may be. We were literally a Super Bowl team four years straight. And now this year, it's it, I unless we just like some magical turnaround, we just need to shut up and just say, okay, we messed up. This is what we need to do and fix it. Just take ownership. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the the presidential debate. And my whole thing was, I was watching how, you know, Biden and Trump were just like fighting. It was like a schoolgirl fight. And it was killing me because, you know, one thing I can say about every presidential candidate, you know, since I've, you know, paid attention to politics, because of course, I didn't start paying attention to politics till President uh, Obama, because I still call him President Obama. I will never disrespect him without saying president first or former president, because he is my president. It seems like every president candidate, presidential candidate that has presented themselves at debates or whatnot, 
when they're they've been asked the question whether it was politically right, politically wrong, whether it's you know uh, answer the question, Mr. Presidential Candidate, they've always took some type of okay, maybe my numbers weren't right, but this was my bad, or they've said okay, I could see why this was not right. Or I can tell you what the problem may be. And if the problem doesn't solve itself, then it's my bad. President Trump, no, Trump does not take that ownership. I'm sorry. Every question that you throw at him, whether it's about the Black Lives Matter movement, whether it's about um, the you know immigration policies, whatever you want to say that, that goes, that ties into President Trump. He doesn't take ownership about it. He has a, a, a nasty excuse, a nasty remark. He always has like the the indecency to say something disgusting towards the reporter that's asking the question, tells him to shut up, or you're not smart, or you're not stupid. Like, and I'm not here to bash Trump, even though I can do that all day, because Lord, I just despise the man. But this is about taking ownership. You know, and I feel like we need to like really touch on ownership like big time because like I said, you know, he's asked a question about all type of policies, about bills being changed, about the different uh, views in America, especially America, which is basically, you know, basically a white America. Let's be honest. This is a white America. And he's at the limelight of the people that basically are destroying it, you know, white supremacy. They asked him a question about it. And he just told them that he'll just tell them to back off, but basically just said that they'll be sitting in the shadows. Like that hit there. He didn't talk about it. You're the man who runs the, well, you're not the man that runs the country. You know, different parties and uh, different other people that we say are under you basically run run the country. But you're the face of the country. You have to do better than that. You have to be able to take those hard questions and sit there and say, okay, let me sit back and tell them what the problem is, say what I can and can't do. So going into ownership, ownership, the definition is the act, state, or right of possessing something. You know, you have the the act state or right of possessing something and it is the act that you have to basically say okay this is my this is on me whatever if you stole something you know and a lot of people you know are not gonna agree especially people that are thieves whatnot if you took something if you messed up on something it's about you saying okay i did that i apologize let me explain my reason why and yeah so a lot of times we go into, we talk about, you know, me, I'm going to talk about the black man's perspective because what am I? A brown skin brother. With me, ownership for, you know, the black man, how we don't take up ownership for a lot of things is the downfall of basically our race. Because if you put black people together, you could say black is a race. But if you put it in a category, black men and black women are their own races. And I will say this, I as a as a black man, I have watched 
numerous black women take the fall and the ownership that they were supposed to take because it was their fault. And I respect them for that, you know, but there's not a lot of black men that, you know, I can say, can say they messed up and they can come back and fix it. That is what ownership is about. You know, it's about just knowing that you messed up and that you can fix it. But as a black man in America, a lot of times we see that we have made a problem and our first thing to do is either find a excuse or an example. The busy, biggest excuse that like I had growing up, which I couldn't say it anymore. The biggest excuse was when I played football and I didn't get a lot of playing time or I didn't... Um, uh, I'm trying to find the better way. Or I I got I messed up on something and I got taken out of a game or I got yelled at. And my dad or mom, because my mom and dad were like, they're both very, they were very heavy into, you know, and whatever I did growing up. They would ask why was I getting yelled at? Why did I sit on the sideline? Why this and that? There may have been other reasons, but a lot of times when I felt like it was so much on my back and so much on my plate, what was the first thing Greg did? The coach don't like me. And a lot of black, I ain't, I'm not going to lie, a lot of young black men these days, when it comes to that sports aspect, that's the first thing they'll say. Why I didn't play the whole game. Why I didn't, uh, um, why I don't start. Or why I, I'm not on varsity. Whatever you do. Or why I, I got a C plus in this class when I should have got an A plus. When you know you're skipping you know you're skipping AP biology, but you your 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 mom looking at the report card saying, "Well, how do you have a C minus or how do you have a D?" And the first thing that every young black man does, because I was a young black man, that person don't like me, that coach doesn't like me, that teacher doesn't like me. Once my mom saw a pattern in that, she shaped it up. It came with a couple of you know. You know, some harsh words, but she said, you know, quotely, a man is nothing without his word. And I took that to heart. So if your word is that you messing up because somebody doesn't like you, then you go like basically mess up. And I, let me say how she said, if you basically fucking up because you saying another person doesn't like you, then you're going to fuck up in life. A lot. That's a that's that was some good. That was some heat. That was some heat. When I heard her say that, that was like, oh shit, I ain't never heard somebody say it before. And for my mom to say it, you know, my dad when he would come and say, he's like, man, look, you can say somebody don't like you all you want, but if you the one messing up in class, if you the one not doing what you supposed to do, then how can I believe you? You know, so you got to be better with it. You know, taking ownership means standing up and announcing that you are responsible, you're uh, responsible for executing a particular task or project. Sometimes taking ownership will just mean being accountable for a project without uh, your job description. Taking ownership also means making an active and enthusiastic enthusiastic commitment 
Yeah, I got to excuse my words. But that's the thing. Sometimes it is okay when you get in a car accident. And, and yes, <laughs> we don't want to, but it because it, it does sound stupid. You know, what I'm about to say, we don't want uh, to. You, your lights are flashing and then you get in a car accident. But all in all, you was texting on the phone. This lady or man was driving and they had a kid in the car and you could have easily killed them. But the reason why you hit their car was because their light was flashing? Or was it because you had just got a text saying, come over? Or whatever you want to put. Or, hey, what's the scene tonight, fam? Like, you you got that text. Take ownership, man. It, it will cost you, but that life could have cost even more. Instead of coming home with a, you know, a D minus, a C minus, whatever. Or instead of like going to college and, you know, you wasting your parents' money. Sometimes it's okay to sit there and say, you know what? Yeah, that that's on me. I fucked up. I got to do better. But what we'll do is, ah, oh, the professor, man, he don't like me, man. He not, I'm not cool with him. He, me and him don't rock. You know, he don't, he not cool with me. You know, that's a, that's a class at eight o'clock. You know, I don't do good at eight o'clock classes, all that good stuff. We got to do better. That ownership aspect in the black community has to be better. And I mean, it does come with the fact that we are, we, we, we really aren't liked, but we cannot use that excuse on everything, guys. Y'all, we have to continue to be better and take accountability for our actions and everything. Like, we can't say that people have oppressed the African-American community when, yeah, we are the ones that, you know, we do stu- we do, do stupid stuff. We can count, we can say, hey, we can look at white people and say, hey, that's some white people shit, but we do do stupid stuff ourselves. So instead of, you know, being racially profiled, see what you're doing. Now, sometimes that shit is obvious. You being racially profiled out of nowhere, of course. Like, you're just doing nothing. You walk in the store, and I'm going to be real, I don't like sagging pants. I, I That's just not my scene. I, I wish that shit would just go out of style. It's like it's slowly dying. It's like um, you ever like try like I've I've actually ran over a, a, a opossum before, which I'm not glorifying it, but somebody always told me before I actually ran over an opossum is they die so slow, like it's it they they just don't die, and you know I always just I always just like oh you know I've I've never seen it before I never will. Once I started driving, it was like a while back. Um, I didn't really run it, run it over because a truck had already ran over, but I had just kind of saw it as I was driving and I, I didn't have enough time to kind of swerve my car and I seen it and I hit it. And that's the thing, you know, they die extremely, like just they just don't go. You know? So stuff like that. It just, it just doesn't, you know, I, I wish that, that trend would just die. It just doesn't. It's slowly going. But what I'm saying is you can walk in the store with your pants, you know, down, what whatnot, and um, automatically you could just be going to the store just to get some bread, man. You could just be going to the store just to get 
a couple jugs of water, you know, a couple cases of water, whatever the case may be. And I don't know where somebody thinks you're stealing and they think you're doing the wrong thing. I get that part automatically. You know, but what I say, what I'm saying is don't go into, um, don't go into a, uh, a store when you know you ain't got headphones, when you know there's a, there's literally a security guard sitting at the door or a police, police officer sitting at the door. You got, you walk into a store and I hate, this is the one thing I hate that people do. I don't care what race it is, but I mostly see people. Like people like us do, and I hate it, man. Like, stop walking into a store, blasting music from your phone, and you know you ain't got headphones on. Like, blasting. Don't walk in there doing that, and then just assume that these people are being like racist or, or profiling you. Like, dude, you're blasting loud ass music, walking into a grocery store. And I've seen it. Like, I can count like maybe six times in my life I've seen it. I'm just like, bro. Why? And it always ends. I think one time the dude walked in, he walked in, got what he needed and walked out. Like, I think he was in there for like maybe eight minutes, but I can tell he was in there for eight minutes because the music was so loud. I, I, you can hear it all around the store. It's like in a small store, like family dollar, dollar general or something or dollar tree. I think it was dollar tree. But the other five times I can tell you, like it ended the same way. He getting put, you know, pulled out, put to the side. Oh, you know, you're blasting your music. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure you weren't doing anything. Then they get mad. Why am I getting followed? Why are people talking to me like this, this, and that? Just stop bringing it. You're bringing it on yourselves. You know? Like I said, we can talk about being racial profile. But, guys, you got we got to stop it before it gets to that point. Although it does not mean don't, don't, do not, don't not be you. What I'm saying is, you know, if you know you're going into an establishment like that, just think about it. How these people, how these, how these white people will literally call the police on us in a second because of anything. If you know that that's the case, don't walk, you just walk in there normal. You ain't got to walk in there with, with music blasting loud from the phone or you ain't got to walk in there singing loud, walking in the store, like, or you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop. Let's stop bringing that, that unwanted attention. It's bad enough that the attention's already on us. So who cares? We're going to be looked at no matter what, but don't give them a reason to make, to say, okay, how can we get the guns blazing today? That's, that's just something that we don't need. So I feel that what goes into you know taking up ownership, I feel like the one phrase, you know, the phrase is fine, but the the way the phrase goes, I think we just need to just like destroy it. We do the the my bad thing. I hate that with with a passion. My bad is probably the most toxic phrase you can say or give off when it comes to owning up to something that you were supposed to do. Cause my bad, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a half ass. Sorry. 
That's like a half. It's really a half. It is a half ass. Sorry, it's not like it's that is a half ass. I'm sorry. That's a half ass. My mistake. I feel like I've heard the my bad part so much in my life, and as I'm speaking, I'm saying I feel like so much. That's like one trait that me and Megan try to get rid of, but we never can. We always shake it for like a month, and then it comes back. You can't be late to something and simply say, my bad. You basically are just giving that statement so you can tell the other person is basically to let them know, get off my case. That's what my bad means. I'm, I, I'm just tired of hearing it, man. You know you're about to be late. So tell that person ahead of time, man, hey, I'm about to be late. Hey, I'm about to, uh, I, I got something to do before I get there. Let them know, man. They, they Now they're dread, like, you know, I mean, all black people don't don't be ready like that. But there's some people that, that may just be ready. Don't show up to that job late when you got a coworker who you know you're supposed to take over that shift. They got to go. Especially they work nighttime, man. They, they work in seven to seven. And... But the uh, kid got to be to school for uh, 8.30. They got to drive all the way across town to get their they kid ready to, uh, for school. But you're late because you just decided to half-ass get out of bed. You decided to half-ass um, get it together. Sponsored by Get It Together. Uh, <laughs> smooth. You, you really have to, you got to do better, you know. The person's just trying to get home to their kid and get them to school. But now they got to think about traffic. You 30 minutes late. Because now then you gave that the lame ass lie. Oh, you know, car troubles. When you know damn well, you just like leaving the house late because you overslept. We got it. We, we have to do a lot more better. You know. There's one thing that, you know, going back to the, you know, President Trump uh, thing is that I don't want to make this a whole, I mean, I love the Obamas only because we can say all we want about them, how they didn't do this, didn't do that. Look, man, we had a black man as president. So I'm not going to say that's good enough for me. I'm going to say that's a milestone and I'm going to take that and run with it. He didn't do nothing horribly wrong. But every time his name was in the news for something bad, horrible, extreme, him, first of all, being the president, he had to take ownership for it. But the extreme part about that was him being a black man, a black man who basically is the face of the country, he had to take ownership for it. He couldn't go up there and say, well, you know, uh, the thing is, with uh, these lazy Democrats, or uh, how you know how he talks about how our president now talks about China, or he talks about immigration laws and rules, how he blames it on this and that, and he chops up and he it's like it's so bad. So he chops it up in sections of how he puts takes off what he's done wrong. And he just keeps going with it. Like, well, the reason why we are doing this is because... And the reason why is... This is why. Because 
it's their fault or it's your fault or don't ask me a question like that. It's just a stupid question. No. Because every time something happened with uh with with Obama, uh, uh I like to say to uh all those that are listening that us in the uh administration are taking this uh seriously. And you know, furthermore, we will get better and intact with this problem and we'll truly, you know, just kind of smooth our way through this a little bit better. We were not on the same page when we walked in and we were not on the same page when we saw what the problem was. There's only one thing that we can take away from this. We're all Americans and we're all humans. And literally, that's, he just take it. He knew that people would eat him up. Black man. He literally lived the entire black man story. Dad left him, fatherless, grew up, worked worked with white people, was literally watched his whole life. And he took it. He didn't say my bad. You know, he didn't say the excuses of why. Excuse me. He literally just sat there, gave his reasons, said the reason why this didn't work. He gave us a an idea of what's the next plan to make it better and make it work. That's all. And I'm not we're not gonna sit up here and justify that both you know, our parties, you know, Democrat and political and uh, political Republican are both presidential candidates for both of those are just the best in the world. Just like the last time we had the, this, the whole election come up with the same president now and a former presidential candidate. We're not going to say that they're both freaking angels. But every president that got up there, whether it was Bush Ronald Reagan, um, Clinton, they all got up there. And when there was a problem, they didn't give an excuse. They didn't give a half-ass story. They literally told you, this is my fault. This reason is the reason why we didn't get it done. We will truly get better at how we're going to do it. We will get to the bottom of the problem. But you can't even answer a simple question about white supremacy. But enough about uh, Orange Peel Man. Um, as black men, we really have got to get better with the use of our words when it comes to not taking up ownership from in the first place. Because one, we're supposed to take ownership because we're already being looked at by everybody in the entire world. So if you take that, chop it up into pieces, no matter how much we do good how much we do bad we'll still get blamed so you might as well sit here and say all right i'll tell you why this didn't work and i'll give you the reason why and you got it. We, we have to do better but that half-ass my bad shit has got to stop man it does i just feel like that that is like the most the most poor use of like words ever you know, and it truly affects, um, it truly affects 
our women and our children. Truly, like truly, like how it affects our women, of course, because of course, if you if we all know how one city, one city's, um, one city's um, police force and literal government of that city doesn't want to take ownership for the wrongful death of a young lady that did nothing wrong. But the excuse that they really want to give was that one, they're going to take punishment for just shooting into the other apartments. And the fact is they had to give some type of bullshit ass excuse about how the boyfriend shot at the police officer. That shit is sickening, man. It's like, why? You, we, 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 you, you thought like first episode here, I wasn't going to be talking about Breonna Taylor. Why? It's, it's just wrong. You know, it's dead ass wrong. And like I said, they don't want to take ownership in the fact that they fucked up with this one. They don't want to take ownership at all. But this is because there's a system out there that's against us, of course. So anything that happens, you know, with George Floyd, I, I promise you, they're going to find some type of bullshit-ass excuse to, like, run away with this. So this is just let you know that these excuses are just are just worse. You know, when it comes to our women and children, nobody wants to take ownership. And black men, we have to do better because we, the big reason that this is a big thing for us is because we literally leave our families, you know, alone. I I can't speak further on that, on that topic and subject. And I know, you know, my partner, Megan, she can't speak further on that subject because we both grew up in, you know, families that had a you know complete household we both had fathers that came home every day that took care of their families but i have friends close friends and relatives that i've seen had to grow up without a father figure but what was the excuse this is you you already laid down and slept with this lady now that you messed up you, you can't just say all right well I think I got to stick around. No. You don't. You walk away. You run away. And you say my bad. Like, I think that's the worst thing that I can say. Don't say my bad. Years later when those children get older. Because this is how it affects the kids too. Don't say I was just scared growing up. You're selfish. When you don't take ownership of something, it's basically your ass just being selfish. And black men, we, of course, it's a ongoing thing of us being uh, not good fathers and not good men, not good protectors. Something that the world has basically introduced us to our whole lives, like making sure that we are brainwashed to know that. Furthermore and furthermore, that we are just not the best human beings in the world. 
but we got to rewrite that wrong. We have to get more involved in our children's lives and if anything, our women's lives. Because now it it's just, it's not, I ain't gonna say it's becoming a thing. It's becoming more of a thing for black men to get put up on a, a pedestal now. It's like it's like now the world spectrum is basically saying, let me start treating the world's gonna start treating black men better because the bottom line is for years, who's been taking care of those black men? These black men that's been slipping through the cracks and becoming successful, who's been taking care of these black men? Black women, black grandmothers, black mamas. We have got to get better at taking ownership and stop being selfish for leaving our families behind. Because now they're targeting black women. This is a target now. Like how black men for years in the, in the like all, all through life, but it got heavy in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, how black men were just targeted. That it was just a it was a thing like if you see a black man, you just know it's a thug on sight. But now they see a black woman and it's just like careful, she might have an attitude, and these black women, they're strong, you know, they can handle certain pain, so start treating them and putting them down like the men. Nah, bro. But we're not there to be for us, be there for our, uh, you know, our women, our sisters, our, our lovers, you know, the women that carry the burden of the black gene the most, because they have to carry our black asses. So you know, man, we gotta we gotta take ownership of that, and we have to be a little better, you know. And then when it comes to you know the children, of course we need to be better, you know, with our children. Only because when it comes to our kids, you're going to half-ass with them. They're going to half-ass with the next person. And then we got some half-ass adults because the half-ass adults before them half-ass their child. Y'all, that this whole taking ownership thing, no matter how many times I keep saying the word taking, the words taking ownership, that that's it's a big issue. A lot of reasons this is why we're here in the state we're in today. Cuz we don't. And then the crazy part is we'll let somebody else take the blame for something that we've done wrong in. I I never understood somebody that will sit back and let somebody else get their ass chewed like well, let me use my <laughs> Use my words better. I never understood the person that just kind of sat back and just let the other person get, like, I was about to say ran through. I'm fucking up in my words, but who cares? Just why? You had a project to do, whether it was work or school. But what you'll say is, I did my part. I did my part. It's a It's a project. It's a group thing. You all did your part. You all are supposed to do your part. So what we get from this part is, you know, one, 
let's get better at, you know, just black men taking, just take full responsibility of everything. You have a president who did not treat this pandemic, you know, he didn't take it serious. We have a governor. No. Yeah, yeah. We, well, I ain't gonna even go further than that. Just know that we have a system in Texas that did not take this thing, you know, seriously. Did not. I'm talking about we treated this shit like it was nothing. We gonna open up everything to probably about 30% literally in the middle of the pandemic and made it worse. China and other countries are flourishing. They're walking around like chilling. Some are wearing masks, some aren't because they have gotten it under control. You know what they did? Every time somebody walked outside, they whooped their ass. And they took them to jail. We have a free country. We have a country we can roam around in and do what we want. But when shit like this comes up, here we are. We're scared because we don't want to wear uh we don't want to wear masks. We don't want to take ownership of the fact that this, this virus is around and take responsibility. So we got the police just kind of standing there watching uh, a whole bunch of white people gather and be mad because they got to wear a mask and they can't breathe because some got asthma and COPD and shit. Man, shut up. Take ownership and be quiet so I can uh, go to uh, Coachella next year. Shit. But here it is. China and all of them, they can just walk around how they want. America. Land of the land of the free. <laughs> um and that word my bad. Let's let's just let's end it. Choose a better word. Let's let's do way better in talking and saying the reason why it's your bad. Explaining the reason why it's your bad. You know, kids. Stop saying that somebody like this teacher or this coach or this older person or this other person doesn't like you and they're picking on you. It may be the case, but let's change up what we're doing. Instead of walking in the class and sitting all the way in the back and just not doing it, not doing your work at all and bringing a bad grade home and you tell your mom this and that about how to teach you, don't, why don't you try to do your work? Let's get better at that, you know? If you're going to be that person that says the coach doesn't like me, go to the weight room and lift a couple more. Every time I, I used to tell myself that every time I heard, I would, I felt like I was going to say, uh, the coach don't like me. This is the reason why I would probably put 25 weights, 25 pounds on whatever I was lifting. And I would lift that. Cause I tried my best to wean myself off of ever saying that. You know, never. You know, so let's get get rid of that my bad stuff. That shit gotta go. That's that's the most that's the most that's that's stupid. Oh, I hate it. Uh and finally, you know, black men, let's take ownership because it's gonna affect not just us, but strongly affect the kids and our women. We got to do better. So we are going to take a really quick break. I don't have too many questions. I'm going to 
I had like one. <laughs> I said I had two videos. I only got one. I had like one question I have. Then um, we'll be right back. Cool. And we are back. Well, I'm back and I brought somebody with me. It is co-host and co-founder, my baby. Megan is here. Hi guys. What's going on? Yeah. Y'all really Did thought I, y'all thought I was gonna do this and not have her here. Of course not. My, the, the women out there are probably listening, like, uh, where's Megan? I know. Everyone like, oh, thank gosh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm <laughs> but um basically she's I'm bringing her on here. I wanted to ask her what does she think about my topic for one, and then we'll get into some questions. So uh, taking ownership. What do you think about that, uh, babe? That taking topic I chose. ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mean like taking ownership of yourself? Taking ownership of anything, like it's yourself. Just like if you mess up on something and saying like you took the ownership of what, what, like don't. Um, yeah, basically that. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that it is something that comes with maturity. Okay. Like as one grows up and you become secure within yourself, you're able to take ownership for your failures, losses, your successes, and things of that sort. So why are you smiling? She gave a big ass definition. She broke down everything I just said <laughs> in an hour why? in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like that's what I think of. Just like it's just I think it takes a lot to be the type of person that actually can own up to like what they've done in life, good or bad, and just actually you know, be responsible for themselves and how they treat other people. Right. It's like, you know, I just wanted to use this. this I don't want nobody to kind of look at me like no Uncle like no damn Uncle Tom. That's not nowhere near the case. Oh, Uncle Tom. I uh, know. I ain't want nobody to be like, <laughs> oh, oh, so you just going to gang up on black people too. Now, I just want black, especially black men, to start taking more ownership in everything that's going on in life. So that's just the biggest, the big thing today because they definitely don't, you know, take responsibility and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why I chose that topic. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you I know, mean... stop using the world's uh, discretions of us already as the excuse. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I agree with that. I think that's a great thing that you talked about. Okay. Educating people on, do you take ownership of what you do? Yeah. I I feel like. Good or bad? Good or bad. Girl, you already know if it's good. I take What's ownership. an example of a time that you did something that was. I guess I don't want to say bad, but a lot, just anything. I never let somebody go down without me. Like if it was football, I would. If it was not a, football. So okay, then it's like, so not okay. football. Um, as an adult, right now. As an adult, right now. The time that you messed up. Oh, when I was in the fire academy, shit. we didn't link a hose up right, and one of my. <laughs> Sorry, I that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. No, I thought you said <laughs> we didn't link the hose upright. We didn't, That's what we didn't link uh, one of the fire hose, one of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you didn't link the hose right. Oh, like, yeah, obviously, I hope you take ownership of that. Yeah, we, we, you know, we, <laughs> now, uh, we didn't link one of the fire hose upright to the fire hydrant, and one of my guys got blamed. But me being the, uh, I was one of the guys that basically has to spread the, the, uh, you know, the whole hose. Spread out. the hose. Spread the hose. <laughs> I had to be the one to pull it all out. You know, make you sure. had to pull it out. Hey man, shut your <laughs> ass up. <laughs> Shit. This is so 
because, man. <laughs> but I had to be the one to uh, get the entire line out. So I told my uh, captain that was all. It was my fault as well. Oh, okay. And we both got we both got in trouble equally, but you know we both had to run and do pushups. But I'd rather take that punishment with him than have to sit there and watch him and just say, mm, mm, mm. "Look at that asshole." Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's so, good. Okay. Yeah. That counts. So good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have two questions today. Um, one of the questions was for me, you know, regarding uh, the Voyage magazine. Um, everybody discovered the Voyage magazine thing. And I was just like, oh, very happy. So one of my uh, friends that I was kind of texting and talking, one of my closest friends who his uh, shirt if you see his shirt, it's oh man, I always forget how to say his IG name of his company. But it's a black shirt with a colorful pit bull on it, and he doesn't want me to say his name out loud. <laughs> so oh. uh, yeah, yeah. So um, he doesn't, you know, want people to say his government name. So he did ask me one thing. You know, he said, "With people now knowing your biggest dream, what do you feel like you is the next step into accomplishing the acting and accomplishing the hmm. bigger things?" And that was a great question because I said, I, I did t- talk to you. I said, I didn't want to s- say nothing about my dreams yet for a while. But now that it's starting to be more noticed and people are starting to pay more attention, mm-hmm. I was going to start, like, I was going to say it one day. So with that being said, I do feel now more than ever, the hustle game has to go. Like, it, it has to go up, like, a notch. I'm going to have to start... You know, more videos are gonna have to start coming out. More recordings. We're gonna have to get stronger with this, uh, with this podcast, because I feel like we're going in the right direction to where both of our dreams can be accomplished. But also, my biggest goal is to push forward. Like a lot of times, a lot of people when they get to a point where they can take off, they don't know how to step off that plane and get to where they really need to go. I think we talked about that before, mm-hmm. where a lot of actors. They get to that point, but then they're so stuck into that routine of what they, what got them there that they don't know how to step off that plank. Like a lot of them, they'll stay on TikTok, they'll stay on Instagram, they'll stay on YouTube to where the opportunity presents itself. They don't know how to get the Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok stuff out their head. So I feel like once that one opportunity presents itself and if there's a yes that I can do whatever on a project or something, I'm going to step off that plane take myself fully off of TikTok and go straight into the mode that I need to get into to get into that project so people can see that I'm taking it serious. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll see them and they'll say, oh, he's just that regular YouTube star. Like, we'll give him like a little cameo role. Mm-hmm. But once that opportunity presents itself, I want to step off that plot. And I want these people to see, okay, he can actually read a script. He can actually sit there, learn line by line, learn emotion by emotion. And he can go through the mode and he can do what he needs to do to get better in the role. Mm-hmm. And I know that's going to take work time. It's going to take me taking more classes with it when the future, when the presentable future comes and all that. But yeah, man, that's, that's the answer to your question. I'm, it, we just got it like from right now, from that magazine article to whatever point we're going to, we're just going to have to take it up a notch, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the answer to your question. I mean, I just can't drop. I can't drop the drop everything I want to do and just go to LA. So <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't because I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, 
yeah, just take it up a notch and just work even harder. I, I feel like it's coming soon. I, I, God has been good to me these past couple weeks. Ever since I he's made, just been good these past couple weeks. He's been very good to me, but he start. But no, my Thanks blessing God for these last few weeks. So, <laughs> hush your mouth because the blessings have been flowing. They've always flowed because you wake up every day and have breath in your body, food on, on your plate, clothes on your back for me. But what I'm saying is the blessings that I'm, the specific blessings I've been asking for have mm-hmm. been falling right into my lap, and you know it. Mm-hmm. So. Shut up. <laughs> Try to make me sound like a, a heathen. But uh it is uh Elevate Creations. E-L-L-O-V-E 8 K-R-E 8 I-O-N-S. And when I say eight, I mean the number eight. Uh those are that's his um his brand. Brand, his company. He has a website on there in his bio. And uh y'all look him up, man. He's a yeah, very positive person. Out. Oh, and so. if you go to our pages, we posted pictures in one of his shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. So you can go straight there yeah. and we'll repost them. Check it out. Well, I'll repost them. And yeah. So, yeah. I'll repost dang. Well, no, you have reposted a couple too. You actually have. I always I anytime I see it when I get on there, I'll try to repost yeah. Um and the second question was actually from a, a good coworker that just like randomly talked to me. They say, I have a question for your podcast. I said, well, why don't you just email it to us? Or, uh... No one wants to do that. <laughs> Nobody wants to Nobody, email uh, none of our, uh None of our Get fam wants to be professional. They're just like, I'm just going to send you a I'm text just gonna or call I'll tell you, you in person. Because I'm, just... <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that. So it's all good, y'all. Let me just like walk up to you. And they don't you want to... us to be professional at all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to move away from y'all to get better. <laughs> but um, they said... Which is a very good question, even even though it is still a, a touchy subject, of course. How do you feel you you and Megan's relationship will get once kids become more in the picture? When they asked that, I said, <laughs> I, I started to answer it right there, but they said, no, no, no. How is the relationship? Not how is the family dynamic? Not how is the, the mood going to be in the house? How are you two? As like a couple, you and I. yeah. How is our relationship going to be? So I'm asking you first. How is our relationship going to be? Yeah, like how can, how is it going to be? Do you feel? And you know, and I'm going to add on to that. What can we do to keep it? So spicy? we're saying, how do we? Are they asking how are we going to keep our? Like, relationship? how do we feel it's going to be once a kid comes involved? Like the way our lives are right now, and how we're. How moving. do I feel it's going to change? Yeah. Um, oh gosh. I know. Well, I mean, I just feel like whenever I think about people that have kids, that like they're always gonna be tired for the rest of their lives. And no. I'm already tired. God. Yeah. <laughs> so we I are. don't I don't know how that's gonna work. We already be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as far as our relationship, just me and you, mm. I feel like we're gonna be way more intentional about spending time with each other Mm -hmm. which is going to be really interesting because we're planning on moving away from our like our home nest we don't plan on living in houston and we most likely won't be living in dallas if we do go to atlanta but i'm saying with that (laughs) is that we would have to find a core group in a new area that we will be able to trust like we need time with one another that we can like hey would you watch our 
our kids. That is that is and like true. being around our family, especially if we were to stay in Houston, that would be so easy because all your family lives here. Gosh. And if it, it wouldn't be that difficult for us to be like, okay, well, this day out of the month we're gonna have them to your grandparents' house and stuff, or so even like on weekends, you're yeah, yeah. Okay, you're supposed to be sending your nephews to your mom and dad quite a bit. So Yay. so it's like that wouldn't be hard in that aspect of us being sure that we stay in tune with one another and don't lose ourselves in having children. That's why I just don't, I don't want to lose myself in having kids <laughs> and just be like, I'm a mom. Right. But. You're a lover too. Yeah, because you're always, you're more than just one thing, you know. I mean, that works. And no offense to women that do that. I don't, you know, I can only speak on what is good for Megan. No, it's true. Yeah. It's just that I just don't want to, I don't look at myself as just being like, my only goal in life was to be a mom. Like that, no, that's not me. I have friends who like, that is something that they say. They, they don't, and they that's, love that's, being that's a, yeah, yeah. And like, that's for them, but that's just not what's something that I'm just like, okay highest top priority there's more um yeah like there are so many more things and so it's just like that's like one aspect of life Mm -hmm. and there's other things within that so me being sure that i'm always being your girlfriend at Mm -hmm. normal like yeah i'm your wife and be the mother of your children but day one i was your girlfriend first and so i should always remember that and pay attention to you just like i did in the beginning, trying to get to know you because, like, we're always going to be changing and evolving. Yeah. So, as you change, I need to get to know the new chapter of you each and every time. Right. And so, and that comes with us spending quality time with one another and being sure that we're filling each other's buckets and like being open whenever we feel like it's been rocky between us or we haven't been talking as much as usual or we're just paying attention all to our child. Not that we should neglect our child, but you know, no, that's okay, true. sometimes. The kid can go chill out and watch some TV and we can just talk and have an adult conversation about us and how we're doing, okay. you know? And yeah, people probably, oh, that's so easy for them to say because they don't have kids right now. But I mean- God, it's okay to have a layout though. Just, I'm, I'm talking for those people that- Yeah, but there. I just mean like, honestly, like, that's like, that's just really, that's really how I feel about it. I just don't want us to get drowned, like drowned into us just being like, oh, we're mom and dad and that's who we are and that's what we do and- we just lose Greg and Meg because we were Greg and Meg first before we become like mom and dad. That's true. That's well, that's true. so weird talking about children. I just, it is. We had to have that. Well, you, well, you know we me. We had to have that conversation. When I, I, that, that, that might be. Shut, shut yeah, up. maybe next one. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Because um, <laughs> people probably tell that tone my voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How I feel about something. Bro, like she. <laughs> when um, it comes to kids. Kids, she just. We do not stay on that topic long. We don't. We'll talk about we'll talk about <laughs> sports for hours, and we'll talk about kids for like a minute and thirty seconds. Oh, <laughs> but me, I feel like that's the same way. I have to pay attention to you. I have to. Uh, and let me tell you something. I look at these people. Yes, they're celebrities, but let me tell you the the, the type of celebrities they are. They're really wholesome. I look at you know Sierra and you know Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. We both love them. I love them as a you know a couple and as a power couple. No matter how busy Russell is, he will drop of the dime, make time for his wife. He will leave. He will go to from a city playing ball, and he, of course, he has to rest up to get ready for the next week to prepare for the next team. He will literally make that that Sunday evening to Monday, wherever he'll make it about his wife. Mm-hmm. You've been here with the kids, or however long. 
You've been doing this with kids. It's time for me to come, you know, put my hands on you, you know, come, come love you, come make sure that you're being attended to. Make sure you know that I'm always. Did he loving. say all this? I'm sorry. How do you know all this? No, there was an interview where he did say, when uh, I think she was just she just had gotten pregnant with their second child, their daughter. Well, with her second child, their daughter, and he said, you know, I had to make sure I be there. I don't want her to ever know that I'm not there for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want her to ever know football's here, and she has to worry about her career. There's always got to be a time that I can set aside. And tell her I love her and show her so much attention. There's got to be a time where no matter what, I don't care how busy I am. I don't care how much I'm, I'm playing with the kids, how I'm doing this. You're not just a mom. You have big accomplishments as well. Stuff that you're going to be trying to strive for in the future. And I'm going to have to make sure 100% that you are number one at that point. That I have to be attentive to you. I have to love you. I have to always sit there and respect you. You're not just a mother. You're not just a wife. You're still my girlfriend. You're still my my fiance. The, you know, all that stuff has to come into effect with everything. So I have to make sure that my love for you is stays at 100% and that you know that I'm your best friend no matter what. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel no matter how much... Cause we, everybody always says everything changes when you become a girlfriend to a, to a, a regular dating people to a girlfriend and boyfriend, and they then they say things change when you come from girlfriend and boyfriend to being engaged. We're we've been best friends this whole time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally how we how we walk around now and talk and and play around and do this and that. We were doing that when we literally were dating. Yeah, and we have we haven't really changed with that. Some things have changed in the midst of that, but the big picture of how we show affection towards each other each other has not changed. Yeah. So we just have to make sure we apply that. Mm-hmm. We make sure that even if we start to not apply that, the other person says, "Knock knock, hey, I love you. You love me too. Like let's love me. I don't. I love this child, but there got to be a time period where I need you to love me too." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to make sure I just keep applying that pressure as well. Mm-hmm. And also, I will say about uh, the Wilsons, um, they he's able to do that because he yeah. they they have nannies. Yeah, yeah, they got nannies. Yeah, well, you're. I just want. I'm saying that for you because I, I know you were looking at me because of that. I was just saying. Ah, no, I don't know. We, I, I don't. I, I just, we've had this conversation I, about I, nannies I, and just like. Something we're going to talk about a little later in the future. I, but I just want you to understand that, yeah, uh, he can be all that and, like, say all those things and be like, let her take, take a break. You see, I'm sure she has breaks y'all because see they how have nannies. sweet I was, like, just talking to her. I was, <laughs> but these are the I facts. Was, listen, so logically be- before you go speaking. into those logical facts, I was just so sweet talking to her. Like, I got to love you. I got to. But you see how he can do that, though, because he got nannies. And that <laughs> came from Greg is so against someone helping. Which I don't, I don't understand. I'm, I don't know. We're just, we just got to talk about this because I just, I think we need to reframe how our lifestyle is going to look to you because I don't think you understand. You think that I'm gonna be, oh, like I'm a physical therapist, so I'll be able. If you're, you're acting, you're on the road, you're in, like it's just gonna be me taking care of children, and I'm gonna pick them up from school, and I can do all these things, and you wanna have like four kids. 
And I'm just going to be, and I'm just going to be a PT and do that. No, I'm physical therapist by trade, but that's not what I'm going to be doing as far as like my entire life. That's by trade. This is a foundational career. Let me tell y'all, she be, <laughs> she be so sweet when she be sleep. <laughs> when she's sleeping, not talking, she is like the most beautiful Hey, you asked thing, me to be here today. The most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> you asked me to be here but today. When she's... So we're going to be real. We got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like oh, said, yeah. Okay. We'll have this conversation with y'all for another time, but uh, mean, this is just, I'm going to- I'm gonna set the stage for what is to come. Little mean it needs to be had because you don't understand sometimes. I'm done. Anyways, <laughs> this portion of the podcast will go towards a good song that I like to call "From Zero," which people are gonna probably look at me crazy. Zero, of course, is a Houston rapper, and on this album that is called "Cocaine," <laughs> the song is one two. And he basically just like, I'm going to just keep it straightforward, 100. And I'm going to keep doing what I do. Because when I walk around, ain't nobody going to tell me nothing because I do me the best. And I feel like Man Cave was, I, I, I'd i say the first episode of Man Cave actually exceeded expectation. I thought I was going to do <laughs> bad. Ain't gonna Can lie you to let you. them be the judge for that, how it did? I am my own. I am my biggest critic first. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but uh, <laughs> I got to judge myself first. But I, but to me, and my, like I said, I, I feel like this episode was pretty good. I, you know, there was, you know, some, some things that we're going to have to tweak, but hey, episode one, Man Cave, episode nine. Of get it together. Yes, I did that shit. I did. I'ma act one, two. I'ma act just like a nigga do. Hey, I'ma act one, two. <laughs> I'ma act just like a nigga do. Yes, you nigga. Are. Wow. Okay. Are you done? I am done. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, thanks for tuning into Greg's man cave. I hope y'all had a great time. I bet I had a goddamn. but um it's time for us to get out of here and thanks for getting your lives together with us you can find me on ig at megan.janette and you can find me on ig at gregory.k underscore our fitness page is at must millennial be sure you're following at get it together on twitter and instagram to stay connected with us yes and hey also if y'all want to read those uh those articles go to uh voyagehouston.com and go to voyagedallas.com. Houston for Greg and Dallas for Meg. And you can also find them on our link trees that on our true. Instagram. So I don't know why I did all yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I did either, you know. I keep forgetting we got things are easy. I keep forgetting we have a, like click forgetting we have a link tree. It. Yes. Hey, yo, those views on TikTok, getting stronger. That big video that went viral, we are literally 100.k point uh, k people away from... One million views. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm putting in some work on TikTok. Huh? I said putting. You've been putting in some work. Oh on yeah, TikTok. no, I be going ham. <laughs> I, I be going ham. Even when you're not paying attention, I'm going ham, and I use you for like a yeah. second. And I'll <laughs> hop on there and be like, "Oh dang, he has like almost seventeen thousand followers." I know, oh, baby, great. we have almost seventeen. We do, we do. <laughs> but <laughs> I just pop in for like a feature and go away. It's like, yeah, she don't be on that long. I know. Like, all, right. all right, I'm like, all right, cool, nice. I don't know, but anyways, <laughs> we will see you guys next week at Fam, and I'll be here for the whole episode. In case you miss me, I know you do. I'm sorry you have to have one week without me. But uh, I'll be sleeping. They love me. Whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> go Texans tomorrow. Go Saints tomorrow. And go Ooh, Seahawks tomorrow. G-E-A-U-X. Go Saints. Yeah, Bulls on parade, man. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. y'all. See y'all later. Love y'all, get fam. All right, now, man, K. Bye. Bye.